Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And welcome to the Purpose Kingdom Network. I'm your host, Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, the president and founder of the Women in the Word Ministries. And this is In Search of the Truth, coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States of America, where you can tune in to us and listen to us on your computer by uh, using the URL www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom. That's www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Purpose Kingdom. Or you can uh, dial in at 319-527-6091. That number again is 319 319- Five two seven six zero nine one. Praise the Lord for you, and uh, we praise God for this opportunity to connect with you through the Purpose Kingdom Network. And this is our one thousand six hundred and fifty eighth show or broadcast that the Lord has allowed us to minister to you from. And as the Word of God says that. Uh, the word is true from the beginning, and every one of his judgments endure forever. And then John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. And John eight thirty two says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So if you're looking for freedom tonight, if you're looking for deliverance tonight, if you're looking for a word of encouragement tonight, you'll find it in the word of God. Let's pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for your goodness and for your grace, for your loving kindness. It is better than life. We thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you're yet doing in the lives of your people. Another day and an opportunity that we gather around a throne of grace to find out what thus saith the Lord. Pray, God, that you would open our ears that we might hear you, Lord, and our spiritual eyes that we might see you, and our hearts, Lord, that we might feel you move upon us. Pray, God, Lord, that your word will fall on good ground and that it will um, root itself deep within us, Lord, that we might bring forth fruit and that our fruit would, in fact, remain. Lord, I ask that you hide me behind the cross so that the listeners will not hear me, but they will hear you speaking through me, and that will cause them to move in the direction that you are calling them to move in. Thank you, Lord, for using me as nothing but a vessel or a conduit in which you speak. In the name of Jesus, I do pray with much thanksgiving. Amen and glory to your name, O God. And tonight, tonight, we're going to be looking at the familiar passage of Genesis chapter 13, looking at verses 12 through 15 and verse 18. Um, and we're going to be focusing on the, uh, the title or the thought, where do we go from here? And we're going to look at not only staying in God's will, but focusing and having strength. And if that, that uh, scripture seems familiar to you, uh, that's because last month we were in the same chapter, Genesis chapter 13, and we talked about letting Lot go. 
and we actually talked about around the same verses. But God is so good, and and His uh, and His His word is so vast and so deep that we can pull other things from the Word of God that applies to uh, what we are involved with today. If we're talking about running on for the Lord, if we're talking about moving forward in ministry, if we're talking about serving God, if we're talking about doing the things that he's called us to do, we have to get into his Word, search for the truth, and allow his Word to speak to us. And therefore, we may see one thing in the passage, and then as we move or progress in God, he'll show us again the same passage with some other fruit in it. And that's where we are today. So turn with me to Genesis chapter 13, and we're going to be reading verses 12 through 15 and verse 18. And there you find these words, Genesis chapter 13, beginning at verse 12, and I'm reading the King James Version. And there you find these words. It says, Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thy eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And then skip down to verse 18, and it says, Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelled in the land or the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord, the word of God for the people of God to glorify God. And again, if I was choosing a theme or a thought for this uh, evening, it would be, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Now, last, last month when we talked about letting Lot go, again, we were in Genesis chapter 13, and we talked about the necessity of not allowing our Lot to uh, hang around us because it hinders us and keeps us from seeing and experiencing the blessings and promises of God that he has in our ministries and in our lives. And we looked at some of the things that we could consider to be our, our lot. Even though in um, chapter 13, Lot was a person, he was the nephew of Abram, we found out that Abram had to let him go because there was strife between his herdsmen and, and Abram's herdsmen, and there was a separation or friction within the family, and it comes down to the point where Abram says, you know, this land is, is huge, and we cannot stay together um, because it, we, we shouldn't be fighting the way that we're fighting, and so I need to separate um, from you, or you need to separate from me. And Abram tells Lot, now, um, if you go to the north, I'll go to the south. If you go to the east, I'll go to the west. Uh, we just need to separate. And we talked about that last week. What is it that we need to separate? What lots are we allowing to hinder us and hang around us that keeps us from seeing and experiencing the promises of God? Keeps us from asking and answering the question, where do we go from here? Could it be that lot called unconfessed sin where that separates us from God and, and puts a, a, a wall between us and God, something that we have not confessed as of yet, something that we allow to, to lay low, figuring it wasn't that tough, it wasn't that bad, it's not that, it's not that deep, but, but all sin to God is deep. 
no matter how minor uh, we say or we think that it happens to be. And so uh, what we, we do is we will pray the prayer, Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew in me a right spirit. That's what we need to do so that nothing can, between, can be between our soul and our Savior. Maybe that lot was some, some unconfessed sin, something that you said that you shouldn't have said, something that you did and you shouldn't have done, uh, something that you didn't say that you should have said or something that you didn't do that you should have done. Whatever that was, uh, that's a, a lot that we had to uh, cast aside. That's what we were talking about um, last month. Uh, could, could that lot been something called fear, where we said that fear paralyzes us and we can't let, let uh, fear uh, linger because it will dominate us and cause us to stagnate and cause us not to move forward in what uh, God has assigned us or called us to do. And uh, Second Timothy uh, 1.7 uh, speaks against that, says God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So sometimes we've got to let that lot go, not sometimes, all the time. We've got to let that lot called fear, got to let it go. Talked about that last month. Talked about maybe our lot could be worry or anxiety. You know how sometimes we stress ourselves out. And we major in the minors, and we call uh, we, we 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 do things like trying to figure out what 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 uh, how things are going to work out instead of walking by faith and trusting God to work those things out for us. And we start trying to calculate and and re-strategize and 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 you know and get uh, very very logical uh, on how we should make certain moves instead of uh, instead of going to God. And, and Philippians four six says, "Be careful for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving make." request be made known unto God and so that's what we need to do and that will keep us from stressing out that will keep us from becoming anxious and keep us from being worried over things that we shouldn't even be worried about and letting go and letting God have his way that's one lot we just have to kick to the curb that thing called worry that thing called anxiety we talked about that last month sometimes our lot is unforgiveness either we need to forgive someone or we need to be forgiven by someone or we might have to forgive ourselves. Whatever that is, that unforgiveness becomes a weight on our shoulder, a weight on on our spiritual shoulder, shall I say, that will weigh us down and press us down, that thing called unforgiveness. And it hinders us because the Bible tells us that love proper, uh, prospers when a, a fault is forgiven. But when that fault dwells on, it separates us from close friends, Proverbs 17:9. So that unforgiveness thing is something that we have to give up and give over unto the Lord, whether we have to be forgiven or whether we have to ask for forgiveness or whether we have to forgive someone or even whether we have to forgive ourselves. That's a lot that we cannot afford to let linger or hang on around us. we got to let that lot go. And finally, last month, we said that perhaps our lot was people. We allowed certain people uh, to hang around us uh, who have different agendas. Uh, they can cause us to become very complacent, uh, slow our roll down, if you will, and, and, and take another path other than the path that God wants us to take at that point in time. And, and we, we partnered up with the wrong people. Um, yeah, we, we feel comfortable around them. Yeah, we might even call them our friends. And, and I'm not getting going down that road. All I'm saying is sometimes we partner up with people whom the Lord has not told us to partner up with. We pull them alongside with us. And what happens is while they're on our journey, we find them to be more of a hindrance than a help. 
Uh, yeah, some people know what I'm talking about right now, and you got to you got to cut them loose. You got to ask the Lord, okay, who is it or what is it in my life that's keeping me from moving forward in the ministry that you've called me to? What is keeping me, Lord, from moving forward in the assignment or the vision that you have given me? Who, Lord, is my weight? Who, Lord, is my roadblock? Who, Lord, is my stumbling block? Who is it, Lord, that I need to move beyond and move past so that I can see you more clearly? Lord, what lot do I need to let go of in order for us to in order for me to move forward in what it is you have for me to in fact do? Uh, because the word of God says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So whoever we partner with, whoever we couple up with, it has to be of the Lord. Uh, it doesn't matter if that's your road buddy and the one that you always run with and all of that. Did God tell you to bring them along on this journey with you on this particular leg, I should say, of your journey or of your ministry? And if the answer is no, you have to separate yourself and the ministry from them I don't now don't don't please don't hear me wrong I'm not saying kick them to the curb totally what I'm saying is is you need to line up with what God is calling you to do concerning that vision concerning that mission concerning that assignment concerning that ministry and it may not include your best friend amen and God will tell you how to make that particular adjustment. And so we discovered last month in Genesis chapter 13 that just like Abram had to make a choice to let Lot go, we have to make that same choice so that we can move on and discover where do we go from here after we let Lot go? Where do we go from here? I mean, what's going on after salvation? What After joining the church and, and growing spiritually and after there's this ministry, we stand sort of like at this, this roadblock. In this ministry, like, do we um, continue in our calling? Has has God uh, called us to change course? Has God um, uh, given us another step to enhance it? Um, or should we be starting another? All these things, another ministry or whatever, all of these things are are are, uh, are paramount when we're talking about experiencing the blessings and the promises of God, like Abraham experienced the blessings and promises of God when he separated himself from Lot. But he had to make the choice. And after he made the separation, he had to come to terms with the question, well, where do I go from here? And that's where I'm at with us, uh, saints and friends of the Most High God, this evening. Uh, for someone under the sound of my voice, that is a resounding question in your in your head. Okay, what's next? Where where do I go um, from here? And let me uh, tell you that your response will affect your outcome. Your response, how you respond to that question will affect your outcome. When I say outcome, I'm talking about whether you're going to be successful or whether you will fail. Response, how you answer that question will, will predicate or dictate your outcome where do we go from here? So I, I love the Word of God because, again, I said you can look at the Word of God and read it, and the Lord will give you a one uh, uh, one particular message or 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 send you one particular um, 
a nugget that he wants you to uh, to embrace to move you forward, and then you can read the same passage, and he'll give you another one because it depends on where you are and how how you're moving as how God's going to reveal to you through his word what it is that he has for you to do. And today, tonight, our question is where do we go from here? And so we find ourselves back in Genesis chapter um, uh, chapter 13. And I thought it was uh, very apropos that the Lord would allow us even to uh, to to uh, be there uh, because it just speaks so loudly to that question because we see two men who were asked basically the same question, okay, where do you go? And, and they responded differently, and because uh, of their different responses, there were different results or different outcomes. Uh, what are you talking about? Well, let's take a look at, first let's take a look at Lot, and let's take a look at how he responded after he separated uh, from um, from Abram. Let's take a look at um, what he decided to do or what he thought was best, where he was going from there once he pulled himself away from um, the familiar, uh, which would have been being under the tutelage and being under the care and the auspice of Abram. And then when Abram said, well, you know, let's separate and all. Okay, so now the question to Lot was, okay, well, where do I go from here? And like, what do I do? And all of those things. But we look at uh, how he answered that question and what the result was. Let's take a look at that. Uh, Genesis chapter 13, let's begin at verse 10. And it says, And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou come into Zor. And verse uh, 11 says, Then Lot chose him all of the plain of the Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they, that's Abram and Lot, separated themselves one from another. Let's stop Stop right there. Well, well, let's read the A portion of verse 12. And Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot, here it is, dwelt in the cities and the plains and pitched his tent towards Sodom. Look at what Lot did or how Lot responded to that question, what do I do next? Where do I go from here? It says in verse 10 that he looked at, looked up and he saw how well uh, the plain, how good the plain of Jordan looked. It was it was pleasing to the eye. Um, uh, it was rich. It had rich soil. It had natural irrigation. Yeah, that's what if you reverse 10, that's what it talks about. It was beautiful scenery. It was all the things that, here it is, that pleased Lot's eye. Listen to what I'm saying. Pleased Lot's eye and things that would benefit and increase his status and his substance. But there was a catch to what he saw because the Bible lets us know that it was bordering a place called Sodom. And if you can recall uh, how evil and wicked a place Sodom was, as a matter of fact, Sodom and Gomorrah is what we usually read about in the book of Genesis, where the Lord winds up destroying those two cities for their wickedness. Amen. And so what Lot decided to do is see what pleased his eye, right? Not so much what was in the will of God. Not once did he consult the Lord to say, should I choose the plain of Jordan? Should I uh, set my sights this particular way? Instead, he looked at the outside, the exterior that 
<clears throat> attracted him, and he said, oh, this is rich in soil. Uh, I'll be able to farm this land. Uh, my crops will be able to grow. My cattle be, will be, uh, be healthy, and this has got natural irrigation. That's what it talks about in, in, in verse 10 there. Um, Talks about how well watered it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Ah, yep, all of those exterior things, and the place was just beautiful, scenic, the whole nine yards. And the Bible says, and so he chose um, that land. But there was there's a there's a subtle uh, um, uh, tension there, um, uh, and we find that that subtle, subtle tension shows up in in verse twelve where it says, and he pitched his tent towards Sodom. So that lets me know that that nice area, that that fertile area uh, was borderline, right, bordered up, poxied right next to a place full of sin. And what am I saying? When we are asking ourselves that question, where do we go from here, it's not about what pleases our eyes and the outward Right. And then compromise by saying, well, so what if it's, you know, just a little bit edgy, a little bit racy, a little bit off color, a little bit slanted from what God wants. But um, this looks like this is going to be the big thing and all of those. Well, that was Lot's downfall, because if we continue to read the story, we find out that not only does Lot pitch his tent toward Sodom, eventually he enters into that sinful city called Sodom and gets involved with the things that are going on in Sodom. And so no longer is he dealing with how beautiful the land is and how rich the soil is and, and uh, how well watered it is. Now he's in Sin City itself. And he's dealing with the things that are happening in Sin City, and I would I would venture to say he began to adjust to that. And so these are the things that we don't want to do when we step outside the will of God and begin to look with our natural eye and what we seem to think would be the best fit for what, what we do next instead of consulting God to find out, is that the direction that you want me to face? Is that the direction or the steps that you want me to take and lot like Lot, he finds himself in a place that is self-centered, that is self-indulgent and has no regard for God, and he finds himself getting comfortable there. He clearly makes a wrong choice and moves outside of the word of God. And his outcome, if we were to read, if we had time, we don't have time tonight, but I invite you to read Genesis chapter 19, um, where we find out that the uh, results of his moving into Sodom was certainly destruction. Genesis chapter, maybe real quick, we might turn to that really quickly. Genesis chapter 19, verse 24 and 25. Verse 24 and 25. Then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew all the cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the city and the things which grew upon the ground. So the very thing that Lot said looks good to the eye except it borders on Sodom but I think I'll take that we found that turned out to be a place of destruction it turned out to be a place of demise verse of 26 chapter 19 um, <clears throat> but here it is and this is something but his wife okay mm-hmm, looked back 
from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. She became attached to what was going on in Sodom and Gomorrah and she couldn't help but look back. And so now Lot loses his wife. Amen. In all of that, all, be, all of this because Lot makes a wrong choice. He steps outside of the will of God when answering that question, where do we go from here? And then there's displacement. Uh, verse 30, and Lot went up out of Zor and dwelled in the mountains and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zor and he dwelled in a cave, he and his two daughters. So because he makes this wrong choice when he separates from Abram instead of consulting the Lord to find out where what direction do you want me to go what would you have me to do he looks on it looks at the outward appearance false prey to what's going on there finds himself not only looking towards Sodom Sodom but eventually entering into Sodom and there he faces destruction demise and displacement where do we go from here? Well, you don't want to step outside the will of God. And I find out when I look at um, Abram, he's a good example for us of what to do when we're faced with that question, where do we go from here? Looking back at verse 12, Genesis chapter 13. Look at it. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 13, verse 12. It says, and Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan. That's what part A says. And Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent toward Sodom. We already read that part, what happened to Lot. Well, let's look at Abram. He remains, and this is, don't miss this. Please don't miss this. He remains in Canaan, the blessed place, the place that God led him to. He remains in Canaan, listen, even though the promises of God come into fruition yet have not shown themselves, have not manifested themselves yet. He remains there. What am I saying? When we're looking, when we come to that crossword road and we're saying to the Lord, okay, what's next? Where do I go from here? Do I continue in this ministry uh, to enhance this ministry? Are you calling me to start a new ministry? Uh, what are you telling me to do with the ministry that's already there that I'm, that I'm involved with? Whatever the case, what do I do next, Lord? Where do I go from here? Oftentimes, the Lord will tell you to stay put, and sometimes that's frustrating because when you stay put, you, you begin to say, well, I don't see movement. I don't see God moving just yet. But listen to what I'm saying. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean that God's not doing anything. He just not has not revealed it to you as of yet. How do I know what I'm talking about? Because when I look in Genesis chapter 13, verse 12, it says, but Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan. Now, Canaan, think about it. Canaan is the blessed place that the Lord is going to uh, fulfill or start fulfilling the promise that he gave or the fivefold promise that he gave to Abram back in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 7. Read that when you get a minute, the fivefold blessing of Abram because of his obedience, but this land that he stayed in, Canaan, at the time was still occupied by the enemy, the Canaanites and the Perizzites, to name a few. But he remains there within the will of God, and he distanced himself from the distraction, which was Lot, and he was able to hear the voice of God. 
Now, I'm saying this because when you're asking the question, okay, Lord, what next? What do you want me to do? Sometimes he asks you to stay put, and he's asked you already to separate yourself from distractions, and it looks like there's, um, um, there's opposition, amen, and it looks like uh, the ground is not fertile. It looks like God's not moving, but it is the blessed place, and God is saying stay there. Why? Because eventually he's going to talk to you in that place of what you think happens to be barren, but it really isn't barren because God is really moving behind the scenes. He just not, has not chosen to reveal that to you yet. And what he wants you to do, here it is, is to trust him and to remain focused on what he's called you to do or what he's leading you to do and to strengthen you there so that when those promises, so that when those promises, listen, when those promises and those blessings come forth, you'll be able to to handle them. You'll be, be, be prepared for them. Amen. And so that's why I like the word of God. And so we see the choice that Abram makes here. He remains in the blessed place, even though in the blessed place there were enemies there, even in the blessed place. But he had gotten rid of the main distractor, which was Lot. And now the Bible says, now he's able to hear the voice of God. What are you talking about? Look at verse 14. Look at verse 14. Look at, look at verse 14. It says, and the Lord said to Abram, after Lot was separated from him, lift up now thy eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, and westward, for all the land which thou see, to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. Do you see that? God wanted Abram to know that he was already in the land of his inheritance and God had not forgotten him. And that same God that was with Abram when he journeyed into Egypt before, because of the famine, we see that in, in Genesis chapter 12, verse 10, and came out with more riches than when he entered in, that's Genesis chapter 12, verse 16, and that was with him now. Therefore, in verse 16, the promise begins to be reiterated, and don't miss it. Look at, look at it. Look at it. Let's look. Look. Here it is. I will make thy seed, verse 16 says, as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered, verse 17. So arise and walk through and, and walk in the length of it. You see that? And in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Yeah. See, nothing's happening in the land yet, but God is telling him to walk up and down. Please don't miss this. To look, walk up and down, arise and walk through the land. Why? Because Abram needed to visualize the greatness of God's promises before they materialize. When you're asking the Lord, okay, what next? Where do I go from here? And he says, stay put, and you already know that this is a blessed ministry. It's just not moving forward, uh, as you would call it. I, say, I would say to your pace. It's moving to God's pace, but say to your pace or whatever the case may be. And then God begins to speak to you because you're staying put. And then he's going to give you some encouragement like he gave Abram. He says, arise and walk through the land because now I want you to visualize the great things, the great blessings that will be in this ministry that I'm preparing, that I'm putting in place. 
for you to be a part of, that you might be a conduit or a blessing to others. And that's what God did to Abram, arise and walk. And he's telling us when we ask that question, when we stay in the will of God, after answering that question, where do we go from here? God will talk to you in the midst when you think nothing's going on. God will talk to you and say, arise and walk. Why? Because he wants you to begin to visualize just how great this mission, how great this vision, how great this assignment is going to be and that he's asked you to be a part of that assignment. In other words, God is saying focus on what is but believe him for what is to come. And so when we read this in Genesis chapter 13, we can apply this to ourselves. He was telling Abram, you need to see it before you see it. You need to visualize it before it becomes manifested or tangible. Amen. So that we can begin to grasp the great thing that God is going to do in our ministry, in our assignment, in our vision. Where do we go from here? Sometimes we are pondering that question. Where do we go from here? Just knowing that we must remain within the will of God. Here it is. Listen. Just knowing that we have to remain in the will of God is not enough. Just knowing that we have to remain in the will of God is not enough. Sometimes God has to catch hold of us and invite us to see his direction for us before we can actually experience his direction for us. Now, here's the tricky part. Listen to me carefully. Here's the tricky part. We, like Abram, must have strength to endure until God's promises or his direction is manifested. Where did I get that from? Verse 18, verse 18. Verse 18 says, Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the land of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. Do you see that in verse 18? Very carefully. Let's read it one more time. Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in a plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. Now, this passage implies that he left Canaan temporarily and he set up in a place called Mamre. Why? I did a little research, a little word study, and found out that the word Mamre means strength. And I surmise that Abram knew that he needed to step back a bit and prepare himself to endure whatever was going to take place until God's timing was executed. And also he needed to step back in order to give God an opportunity to prepare the way for him so he goes to memory. What am I saying? In order to succeed on our quest or in our uh, spiritual life or, or our ministry, on our journey, on our vision, on our assignment, we will need strength. Hold it. First she says focus. And now you need strength to endure. And what are you going to endure? You're going to endure some hardships. You're going to endure some disappointments along the way. You're going to endure some delays along the way. You're going to endure some opposition along the way, whether it's going to be in the house or outside the house, in the family, outside the family. It doesn't.
doesn't matter. That's what's going to happen when you're on the road that God wants you to go to enhance that ministry, to bring forth that vision or to birth that ministry or whatever the case may be. When you ask that question, where do I go from here? Don't expect it to be an easy road. There will be hardships. There will be disappointments. There will be delays. There will be opposition. But know if you stay in the blessed place, God is always with you, and he's going to prepare you, and he's going to strengthen you so that you'll be able to endure. And you just have to have patience to remain focused until his direction becomes a reality. Somebody needs to hear me tonight. Some of you are struggling. Some of us are struggling and wondering, is this the road that the Lord really is sending me down? Am I really going in the right direction? Uh, but you've remained steadfast. You've remained unmovable. But you're looking around, which you're here as your natural eye, and saying, but this is bumpy. This is dark. This is rocky. This is disconnected. This is this got too many twists and turns. It's, it feels so disconnected. But God speaks to you and says, arise and walk through the land, he begins to show you glimpses of how that ministry is going to run, of how that vision is going to turn out. He begins to uh, uh, put people in place where you began to see it starting to fall into place. And then he's telling you, all right, now, while this is going on, I don't need you to interfere. I need you to, you know, kind of step back and go into prayer mode. Here it is. Go into prayer mode and watch me work there. I don't need your hand in the situation God is telling us. He says, I've got this thing under control. Control, but I need you to be strengthened for the things that are coming down the pike. And we have to give God an opportunity to prepare the way. Where do we go from here? I don't know, but God does know. So just as Abram built an altar as a sign that he believed God, that's what verse 18 says, um, that he believed God would keep his promise, we got to do the same thing. We have to re- erect an altar of prayer. On a, on a constant uh, basis for that ministry, for that vision, for that assignment, uh, seeking direction, seeking guidance. We got to uh, build an altar for service so that we can continue to serve in whatever capacity he would have us to serve until his direction becomes clear. And our altars will signify to others that we know that we are within God's will, and it will be a sign that we are in agreement with God who stands on his word because his word will not return unto him void, but it will accomplish what he has sent it out to do. And those altars will confirm that we know that God is faithful and able able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or possibly think according to the power that works within us. And the inscriptions on our altars should read, being confident of this very thing, he that has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. What am I saying? Where do we go from here? We have to stay within the will of God, and we have to hear God's voice, and God's going to tell us to focus on what is, but believe him for what is to come, and then we are going to have to strengthen ourselves for the hardship, for the delays, for the oppositions, for those things that might come to distract us so that as God is preparing the way for us to receive the blessing or to be the blessing, to enhance the ministry, amen, whatever it happens to be, this is what God is doing, and he's working those things out for our good and for his glory. 
where do we go from here once we let Lot go? We want to remain in the will of God, and we don't want to move out of the blessed place, even though it looks like the blessed place is dormant, but really the blessed place is never dormant. God is always working behind the scenes, always working, listen, behind the scenes and preparing the way for us to go, amen, so that not only will we be blessed, right, but those people will be, the people that we come in contact will be blessed, the ministry will be strengthened and continue on long after we're gone because we have followed it and have done it the way that God would have us to do, amen, and it's going to do what God has set forth for it to do because we took our hands off and we went into prayer mode and we began to set up altars of prayer over this ministry, over this vision, over this assignment, amen, and we began to set up altars of service, Lord, whatever you would have me to do, let me do it the way that you would have me to do it so that you would be glorified, not me, because it's not about me and it's not about my talent, skill, or ability, but it's all about you, God, and how you want this to go so that, here it is, so the bigger picture is that the blessings will be received I would be the conduit of the blessings, but others will be blessed, and the ministry, the vision, the assignment will continue on long after I'm gone. That's how you know God is in it. Where do we go from here after we let Lot go? Let's just stay in the will of God, and let's focus and be strengthened Don't forget that. you got to be strengthened and be strengthened so that we will be prepared to receive what God is going to do to us and through us in that ministry that he's called us to. Where do we go from here? Amen. Now, I know that I've said a lot, but I know that It has fallen on good ground. I also know that there are people who haven't even made the decision yet. They're asking, where do I go from here concerning trying to make the decision? Shall I follow Christ or not? Where do I go from here? I'm at a junction in my life right now, and I know I can't do it on my own. I've tried things my way for so long, and I've gotten nowhere. Where do I go from here? Well, to that person, I'm saying where you go is you go to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. That's that's the move that you're going to have to make. And the reasons why you need Jesus is because you have a past. You can't um, go back, but he can. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he can walk into those places of sin and failure and wipe that slate clean and give you a new beginning. Where do you go from here? Accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because you need a friend. Jesus knows the worst about you, yet he believes the best about you. Why? Because he sees you not as you are, but as you will be when he gets through with you. What a friend we have in Jesus. And he wants to call you friend because he loves you and he gave his life for you. Where do you go from here? You need to accept the Lord Jesus because he holds the 
future. Who else can you trust? He hands uh, he, he hands you um, safety and security today and tomorrow and for eternity. And his word says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans of, of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And in, in, and in those days when you pray, I will listen. This is what um, the Lord says. And so you can begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ today. That's where you can go from here is to accept his personal relationship with Christ first. And it's real easy. It's a, easy as A, B, C, A, admit that you're a sinner, that you need the Lord for all his sin and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, it is eternal life. B, believe that he died for your sins because he did die for your sins. He commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And C, confess 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 the lord jesus if you confess him uh in your heart and you believe and you confess him the word of god says you shall be saved abc easy as that and you can pray this prayer with me lord i invite you into my life i i believe you died for me that that your blood paid for my sins and provides me with a gift of eternal life and by faith i receive that gift and i and i acknowledge you as my lord and savior amen and how about this if you prayed that prayer and you truly accept the lord jesus christ into your heart then i say to you welcome to the family of god and today is the first day of the rest of your life. It begins your life as a new creature in Christ. For if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, in order to live this life more abundantly, you'll need to seek out and connect with and join a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church because you want to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you want to learn about the many promises that God has for you in in his word. Amen. Amen. That's where you go from here. And then once since you've given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and you've joined a, a Bible believing Bible teaching church and the Lord now calls you into a ministry and to a life of service with him. When you ask that question, OK, what next, Lord, where do I go from here? Remember, like I had said, or the Lord allowed me to share with you that you remain in his will, that you remain focused and you ask the Lord strengthen you as he prepares the way for that ministry, that vision, that assignment to go forward in Jesus name. Amen and amen. I'm now going to turn it over to Brother Rob, who's going to be uh, coming to you with announcements uh, for things that you want to hear. Brother Rob? Yes, yes. And uh, we thank God for you, Evangelist Cheryl, because, uh, yes, that's confirmation. It's been three nights in a row that we've been talking about Genesis and uh, also the uh, failures of Lot to uh, obey God's word. And uh, real quickly, before I do the announcements, I just want to say, uh, you know, just, you know, be aware of uh, chapter 19 in Genesis where there is an example of, you know, where you fall short. When you live in sin and you accept sin, mm-hmm. you know, it's there in that chapter, the, that very chapter where Lot was put to the test. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand? Where do you stand? Do you stand in sin? The angel mm-hmm. asked him. That God is angry. 
God is mm-hmm. very angry. God is going to destroy this place right now. And, you know, what does Lot say to the angel when the angel asked him, can you find 50 people that are righteous in these two cities? Lot mm-hmm. says, yes. And then he said, no, oh, maybe 10. What came out was none. None was righteous mm-hmm. in that town. But guess what? The angel was merciful to Lot and told him, you are a descendant of Abram. Get you and your family out of here. What did he do? He tried to get his son-in-laws. He tried to do this. And then mm-hmm. Lot tried to negotiate, what a lot of us do when we get another chance. We try to negotiate the conditions of us getting another chance. He says, oh, mm-hmm. well, you know what? That mountain, that mountain looks too, too far. You know what I want to do? Uh, maybe I can go uh, right here. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll just chill there. I, I should be fine. But, no, he wasn't fine because guess what? You know, just like everybody says, you know, am I my brother's keepers? Yes, I am because his mm-hmm. wife wasn't conditioned into the way of the word because she looked back. She looked mm-hmm. back, and she got turned to a pillow of salt. So we have to understand that not only as people in the word, we're also responsible in the word. With great responsibility come great power. So you have to let everybody know around you that this is right and this is wrong. And I'm going to stop there because, you know, right there, that's pretty much, you know, how it turned out. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm going to go ahead and do the announcements. And uh, one more mm-hmm. thing. Uh, mm-hmm. If you do want, you know, any, any of you guys that are um, into YouTube, you can go to YouTube and you can look up what on earth episode 10 and there it was scientifically proved that there was a Sodom and Gomorrah and that uh, the lands there is uninhabitable and it is unfertile and it's because of a nuclear disaster had to happen there which could Mm -hmm. not have happened at that time so Mm -hmm. uh, once again you want to see proof that you know God did some of the things that he did it's uh, the episode, I mean, the show is called What on Earth, and it's called, I mean, the episode is episode 10, and uh, you can go ahead and look that up. So real quickly, I'll go ahead into the announcements and get back on track. This is the Private Purpose Camp Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are. We thank you, and uh, we are just uh, happy that you have uh, listened or listened to us here at Purpose Camp Network, no matter whether you're calling us via phone or you listen to us online. Uh, we thank you so much for your support and your your sharing of letting your friends and family members know that we are on at Purpose Cam Network. If you want to contact us here at Purpose Kingdom Network via email, you can contact us at PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a prayer request. We gladly honor that. Also, we invite you to like us on Facebook at Purpose Kingdom where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements and, uh, you know, of course, you know, uh, we, we thank those that share with your friends and family members. Uh, and, you know, um, just another uh, reminder that Purpose Kingdom Network has a radio uh, network uh, show on Purpose Kingdom, uh, Purpose Kingdom uh, Net, uh, no, no, PurposeKingdom.com. Uh, right there you can go listen to 24 hours of musical content, content. Uh, on words of worship and prayer there at PurposeKingdom.com, and that is our very own radio station. From time to time, we do rebroadcast some of our old shows, and uh, we hope you just uh, enjoy and just listen.
All right. And uh, with that being said, you know, with God's will and God's blessing, you know, we will we'll, we'll rejoin you Sunday evening. Uh, to, uh, tomorrow we'll take a brief break, but we will rejoin you uh, to uh, Sunday at 9 p.m. And uh, you can just uh, check out any of our media outlets where you can uh, just see our upcoming shows and advertisements. All right, and with that being said, uh, this is going to be the end of the announcements. And um, with that being said, uh, Evangelist Cheryl, a great show, and um, the show is back in your hands. Amen. God be the glory. Thank you, Brother Rob. And thank you for the further input um, that encourages us to make a decision and go to Chapter 19 of Genesis and go further in it. But when we're talking about where do we go from here, uh, the key today uh, we find in Genesis chapter 13 is that we have to stay in the will of God when we're moving forward in ministry or we're called to start a ministry or there's a vision or assignment that God has given us if we're at a crossroads um, and all of that um, we have to remember that our response will affect our outcome in other words our outcome being our success or failure would depend on if we are operating within or outside of the will of God so I be, it behooves us to operate uh, within the will of God. And when we're operating within the will of God, no matter if he tells us to stay put and it looks like it's not, uh, it's not being successful or that it's stagnant, if God says this is the blessed place, then you need to believe that it is the blessed place. And what God will say is arise and walk through that land so that he can get you to focus on what he's about to do and you can um, build your confidence and trust in him to let him know and to let you know that he does know what he's doing. And just because you don't see him working doesn't mean that he's not working because God is always working things out for our good and his glory. And so he tells us or or, uh, admonishes us that when we're at that crossroads, asking that question, where do we go from here? Again, we're going to stay in the will of God. We're going to focus and be strengthened. And when we focus, we're focusing on what God is going to do through us. And the strength is going to come when we go into that prayer mode and begin to pray and ask God, what would you have me to do? What would you have me to say? How would you have me to say it? How would you have me to do it? Where would you have me to serve? And with whom would you have me to serve? Amen. And then we're praying also for strength and endurance because there will be opposition, there will be delays, there will be disappointments, there will be heartaches along the way, but God is going to get the glory out of all of it if we remain in his will like Abram did, remain in the blessed place and allow God to move so that we can experience the blessings and the promises that he has for us in store for us if we are in his will. Amen, amen, and amen. Uh, That is all I have to say for today. Amen. And I praise God for each and every one of you that counted it not robbery to share this uh, this moment with us as the Lord spoke through his word to us. And I invite you to go over and reread uh, Genesis chapter 13, especially verses 10 through 18, and see what the Lord is speaking to you concerning those particular verses. And until next time, let the word of God be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. 
Pathway. Way. I am Evangelist Cheryl Johnson, and you have been listening to In Search of the Truth. I bid you peace and God's blessings in Jesus' name. Amen and glory to his name. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose. I gotta admit it, I'm so committed to winning yeah. I will never see the feet another day that I'm living nah. Why? The devil's still fighting my father when he's gone lose. Why he's still trying to move him when he can't be moved? Nah. The master hater and deceiver wanna see me dead But I'm alive and live abundantly cause Jesus dead You and jelly so the negativity in my head I've been delivered from fear so I ain't never scared Attack the suffering, live and learn and the love again Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.